What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Run Your Mouth Podcast Morning Briefing. We got a whole bunch of briefing in this week, and uh, we've got important issues to discuss. Are there some episodes without important issues? Don't think those. Don't be thinking negative thoughts. We're first starting the show over here. I'm trying to come at you with important information, and you start having bad thoughts about bad information. I'm not bringing anybody bad information. Don't be out there. Don't don't even be putting these thoughts into people's heads. I'm here with the best information. So before anyone's even in the room, because sometimes I like to go live. I like to see if people will show up, maybe hang out with us for the live stream. But you know what? Today, I got too many important issues to discuss. I'm not waiting on nobody. So here we go. What do we got? What's on today's topic? It's producer man, play me those fancy news tunes so that people know I'm serious and I've got important topics. So here's what we got on today's docket. First, are the mRNA vaccines inside the Lucky Charms? And if not, what's making those kids sick? Next up, our home experts tell you what household items you should stock for at-home abortions. Wouldn't that make for a fun Martha Stewart segment, the, the at-home uh, abortion kit? Uh, next, our ethicist asks if it's moral to paint Plan B pills to look like M&Ms. You know, why don't we just make the Plan B more of like a Plan A? Well, I, I guess Plan A is, you, you. well, Plan A can't be don't have sex. That doesn't make any sense. That, that, that's definitely not Plan A. Plan A is definitely not don't have sex. And plan A shouldn't be rubbers because rubbers kind of suck. I mean, I feel like we could come up with a better A plan. Like rubbers aren't the worst. They're kind of nice. You last a whole while. Nobody comes. You end up both jer- jerking off in front of each other. You-, you shake hands. It's like a less formal way of having sex. And then you don't really fall in love or something. And then, you know, and th- but then sometimes, I don't know. I don't know. I- I'm really tired. I did a bunch of Adderall yesterday, uh, mostly because I was putting off sending out a contract for about six months. And then I finally took the most Adderall, and I felt really good. And then I sat down and I and I got the contract out. But now I'm here and you you think I lack focus on a, a usual basis and that I have rampant ADD and that my mind's just all floaty and drifty. Just wait till you see me coming down from a nice Adderall rush from the yet from the from the previous day. Cause then what you're doing is you're taking all your focus and you're going, I'll just have all that once, please, good sir. And then you get done the the little tasks that have been ruining your life for a whole one for a whole while. And then you wonder, why don't I do this every day? Why don't I just always feel this good and get done the things that I want to do? But then, because if you take it the next day, you're just all angry at everybody. And then if you take it the next day, then like you're angry and tired at the same time. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why am I so irritated? Why do I feel this angry? I shouldn't feel this angry. I should feel tired. But then you try and come off of it. And, and then you're in the middle of running your mouth and you're like, I, I have extra ADD. All right. I think I was trying to talk about at home abortion kits. And then I was talking about, oh yeah, painting M&Ms to, to look like plan B pills. It should be easier to get a hold of a plan B pill. If we don't want women going for these abortions, like, why don't we just sell them next to the condoms and then you can keep them next to your bed. And then, you know, if, uh, if a condom breaks, you bust a load in a lady's guy, I got some plan B pills They're right there. Enjoy yourself. Hide yourself to some plan B pills. Is there a consequence for taking too many Plan B pills? I don't know how Plan B pills work. Uh, anyways, I do know that it's nerve-wracking when you end up in a situation where you know that you need the Plan B pills and you're just leaving it to the other person because I know I'm a procrastinator. If you leave me, if I'm in charge, if I was the lady, I'd be calling someone up three days later. I forgot. I'm sorry. I guess we're moving in together. Do you have room in your house? Because uh, because we're a thing now because I'm not into abortions. And, uh, you know, I was lazy. There was a line at CVS. I figured I would just do it after work. And then I forgot. Turns out you only got 24 hours. That's my bad. I mean, you probably should have came with me. (laughs) All right. Anyways, 
I was trying to make an intelligent point here uh, that our experts are discussing why, why don't we make plan B more available? Or why don't we have like abortion express clinics where just once a month, you know, you can get your, your, your vagina just cleaned right out. Maybe it could be like a cleansing service. They don't even tell you if there was a kid up there, you just go in there like it's a spa treatment. And then we never hit that point in, uh, in the pregnancy where people ever considered it to be a baby. And then everybody wins. You know, that's what I'm about here. I'm just trying to make everybody happy. All right. All right. Next story we're going to be looking at is why men are protesting the new abortion ban by coming into their own assholes. It's a breakdown. If that means are these dudes like coming into their hands and then applying it into their assholes, or are they actually putting their dicks up their own ass and then blasting loads of cum in there? And how many people actually have big enough dicks that even in a soft fashion, they can insert it into their own asshole and then come into it? You know, these news stories, they leave you with a bunch of questions. They just start publishing the fact that dudes are going to be blasting loads inside of their asshole, but then they don't give you all the details about how they're going about it. You know, well, why do I got to do this coverage? What am I supposed to start roaming the streets at night? Asking men if they're part of this abortion protest and then asking if I can, if, if they'll take part in my survey and I can watch the process. That's disgusting. Just give me all the facts. And then lastly, will, will Elizabeth Warren attend a Native American peyote ceremony to let the demons out from inside of her? And if you enjoyed all that, you know what you should do? You should come out on summer porch tour. We're changing lives. Are our porches, do they look this nice? No, they don't. That doesn't mean you can't have fun. That doesn't mean you can't show up with a case of beer, hang out for the afternoon, and have a good old time. And I need a couple more people to show up for this Florida thing. I mean, I got enough people that it's already going to be a party. It's not going to be an awkward amount of people where you're like, oh, no one showed up to this thing. But I'd like to see some more people show up to the thing. I'd like to see this uh, full-fledged party. I mean, we already got good party numbers. We're going to have a good old time. I got the whole, uh, we got the Tower Gang pod. Toe's going to be showing up so that we can all rape him. Uh, we're going to be pulling fetuses out of the river. Uh, we're going to be uh, teaching people how to do their abortions at home. Uh, Clint's going to be telling us uh, how we can invest in mortgages, make some money so that you can be the only person with land and resources in the new world order. I'm going to be doing stand-up. We're going to be doing a live podcast. And it's in Florida. It's an hour north of Orlando. It's two hours from Tampa. We did it on a Saturday. We're going to be hanging out all afternoon. If you're in the Florida area, hop in your car. Show up with some, uh, with some, uh, um, what's that shit that turns people into zombies, makes them eat people's faces. I did it once. It was a fun drug. Bath salts. Get your hands on some bath salts and show up to Top Lobster's Ranch. If someone actually shows up with bath salts, I'll do it with you. We'll do fucking rails of bath salts on the live show. That can make for an interesting live show. All right. Now let's get into this abortion talk that everybody's raging about distraction from the Pfizer dump. And don't think I'm not going to talk about the Pfizer dump. What do you think? I'm a sucker like every other news organization that just falls for this trap of, Hey, look, we're going to get rid of your abortions, which maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Either way, it's still a distraction from the Pfizer data dump. I'm not going to fall for it. Yes. Are, are, are we going to talk about the abortions first because there's more jokes on the topic? Yes, you bet. Cause when it comes to phony vaccines that are killing people, there's no jokes there. That's not a laughing matter. When it comes to people not deciding whether or not we're doing something that's killing babies, that, that's some hilariousness. The fact that there could be a debate over whether or not we're killing babies. I, the Louis C.K. had a good joke about that. All right, so let's get into it. Planned Parenthood, they're shutting down the abortions. And I just want to state off the bat that I am filing a hereby a mo motion to not have to research or formulate an opinion on this topic. Because, you know, I don't need to have opinions on every topic. Opinions are overrated. Yeah, they don't pay any money. 
You know, no one cares. Like, it, it, it just everyone should have less opinions on things. It's not that bad. As a person who has too many opinions, yells about Plan B pills, yells about comes and assholes, it's okay to just not have an opinion. It's okay to go, listen, I don't want to research this thing. I don't care. The, 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 this one this one got nothing to do with me. You know, it's like uh, I kind of always like that line. I've made the joke here before with the my body, my choice. Good, good. Go make the decision. I don't like making decisions. I've been sitting here not wanting to pull the trigger on uh, on setting up Eventbrites because I like to procrastinate on gigs that I want to do. I don't like making decisions. I don't like having to decide on what flight I'm going to take. Is it the 7 p.m. or the 11 p.m.? How come you can't ever find a flight that you want? To, can I commit to being in an aisle seat? I mean, into the indoor seat? No. All right. I'm going to switch and fly from a different airport just so I can have an aisle seat. Uh, well, what kind of what kind of bathrooms? I got, I got logistical problems. You think I want to be deciding whether or not abortions? I don't want. I don't want to have to make those decisions. So I like that. Women decided it's going to be my body, my choice. Great. So you guys go make that choice. I want nothing to do with this one. And then I keep hearing uh, this one, where because before I give you guys my non-opinion, because I do have a non-opinion here, and I am going to express my non-opinion, because I've seen this one where uh, this line goes along uh, online a lot with the men shouldn't be making decision about women's bodies. And I want to be clear. That's that, even though I'm I, I'm in the formulation of not having opinions, the men shouldn't be making decisions about women's bodies. That's not my opinion. Smarter men than me should be making opinions about women's bodies. That, that the women, the men shouldn't be. What do you what like a, a lady goes to a male doctor and she's like, well, you're a man, so I'm not going to listen to you like or, or should men never like that doesn't make that, that that's fucking dumb. If you're an expert in your field and someone wants to go to you for your opinion and then you can make a decision for them because that's what they're there for. They're like, There's no, should I not go see a lady doctor? Because then a lady might make a decision for me. Should I never have a conversation with a lady or speak, seek out the expert guidance of a lady? Why, why are ladies on the Supreme Court making decisions on rulings that might have something to do with men? So that, that, that line of reasoning is just fucking stupid. So now I'll tell you what my actual opinion of not having an opinion is. You guys ready for my, my non-opinion opinion? I mean, because it's somewhat an opinion. Well, there was already an opinion that you shouldn't have opinions. But now, even within this groove of not having an opinion, I do have a bit of an opinion, which is mostly I don't care and I don't want to hear about it. It's like taking giant turds. I don't want to hear about your giant turds. You got to go do it. Take care of your business. Go take care of your business. I don't want to pay for your business. And I don't want to hear about your business. But it's your business. And then I also think it's like if you're sitting down with a doctor, a doctor doesn't think it's murder. You don't think it's murder. That's between you, that doctor. And God, that's it. Those are the three people that get to make a judgment there. It's got nothing to do with me. But then it does start getting a little bit creepy where they push it a little bit too far. So I guess like maybe there's some gap in time. And this is already where you, you got to start doing the research. And I don't want to be doing the research. I don't want to be doing the research of when does it, I don't know when lives begin. I've never climbed into someone's uterus to see if uh, I could have a conversation with the, with the little thing that's floating around in there. I've never opened up a pregnant lady's uh, labias. Uh, and just, you know, started screaming down the tunnel and been like, Hey baby, do you, you sure you want to live? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when things, when fetuses grow, when souls start coming into bodies, it, it, do we even have souls or our brains just, uh, maybe the whole thing's a fucking illusion. Maybe our minds, they're just like little antennas and, uh, someone's broadcasting, you know, broadcasting our consciousness. We're just picking it up. There's no souls inside of us. Who the fuck knows? How can anybody make these kind of determinations? Which is why if you're going to sit down with the doctor, doctor's going to make a medical, you know, statement that that's not considered life. 
You don't see it as life. You want to get rid of your own offspring. I mean, it doesn't make sense from a genetical or Darwin perspective, but you want to do it. You know, you don't you don't feel like procreating. You want to go out there, be able to eat your deli sandwiches every day for lunch. You're a lazy person. You don't want to have to cook up food in your apartment, take out trash, bring kids to school. I get it. I'm a lazy person. I like eating sandwiches and jerking off in the afternoon. I take a look at my life and I go, kids would really throw off what I'm into, which is having a good lunch, jerking off and taking a nap. I'm trying to live like a retired 75-year-old man. You can't be living like a retired 75-year-old man if all of a sudden you got little babies in your life. That's not going to work out. So I understand why you'd want to, but, but then, like I said, it does get a little bit creepy where maybe there's this gap in time where you're like, all right, maybe that's not considered a life, but you know, it seems like they like to push it a little bit too far. And not only do they like to push it a little bit too far, they don't seem to like owning the opinion of that. They're pushing it a little bit too far. And this is where Twitter's so great that if you're trying to put together a news broadcast from your, from your living room, everyone, they like the sensationalist, sensationalist stories. You like to find the creepiest, the most horrible examples. And then sometimes you're thinking about this stuff and you're like, how do I prove that the less really trying to prove, uh, trying to kill living kids, how do we take it that far? And then someone, they tweet it, it comes right across your, your thing. And you're like, oh, this fits in perfectly for the narrative that I'm trying to present on my show, which isn't a full narrative. It's an opinion, even though I don't recommend having opinions. But here we go. Let me shut the fuck up. I'll play this video and I'll give you a little commentary. Here we go. Delegate Tran. Yes, sir. How late in a pregnancy would your bill apply if a physician would simply willing to certify that that the uh, continuation of the pregnancy would impair the mental health of, of the woman? How, how late are we talking about? In well, so, so the way the suggestion that we've um, made in the bill is to say it's in the third uh, trimester and at the, you know, with the certification of the physician. So, so how late in the third trimester would you be able to, to do that? You know, I'm, it's very unfortunate that our, the, our physicians, uh, our witnesses, were not able to attend today to speak specifically. No, I'm talking that. about your bill. How, yeah, how late? I mean, how late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the of the woman? Or physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester, the third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay, but to the end of the third trimester. Yep. I don't think we have a limit in the bill. So um, let's just pause it here for a second. Why not own your opinion? I mean, if you're of the opinion that this is good and moral, why wouldn't you own it? Why is it all this trickery of, yeah, up until the end of 40 weeks, all the way to the, so you mean all the way up until a lady giving birth, you think that someone should be allowed to get an abortion. And if that is your opinion, why wouldn't you defend it? Once again, I don't want to have an opinion on this. I don't want to have to research it. I feel like doctors should be able, I mean, doctors failed us on the vaccines. I would like to say that we can live in a world where we can just listen to doctors and their recommendations. But if anything, I, I, I'm like all these other people that just want to be ignorant. You know, when I talk to people and they just want to pretend like the government exists in our interest and that the Fed's there and that money's going to still exist and you're going to have food. So I'm saying on certain topics, I would like to rejoin the matrix. I'd like to plug back in and be willfully ignorant. And I'd like to think that a doctor can make a decision about what is and isn't considered a baby. And you can agree with his opinion, separation of church and state. And so if you want to kill what could potentially be your offspring, I just don't want to hear about it. Just go do it. Don't tell me about it. I would think that that's a reasonable policy. But then you start hearing this stuff where it's a little bit like what I was describing with the transgender kids and teaching them in schools, 
Well, it's like, I don't understand why you're being sneaky and creepy about it. If this is your opinion, you think it's morally sound or you think it's medically sound or whatever the logistical basis is, then why not just own it? Why are you trying to sneak something past us and be all creepy about it and not own your opinion and go, oh, well, you'd have to speak to the, well, why would I have to speak to the doctor? I mean, this is just technical that you're saying all the way up until birth, they commit, well, that would be the doc, right, right. But you're giving permission to the doctor to make a decision all the way up until, well, I wouldn't say up until birth. I'd say until 40. Well, why wouldn't you just say up until birth? Like, why, why do you need to be tricky about this? If this is legitimately your opinion. All right, let's pull it back. Cause I want to re-listen to uh, that line from her. I don't need to expose my inbox for no reason. Could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the, of the woman? Or physical health. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm um, talking about the mental health. So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks. Okay. But to the end of the third trimester. Yep. I don't think we have a limit in the bill. So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, um, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor, the physician and the woman. I understand that. that. I'm asking if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that. Yes. There you go. Took some real prodding. It's like when you bust a girlfriend, you really got to push and push. Just fucking own your opinion. And then, all right, then if that's your opinion, why do you feel that way? And now we can have a conversation and then let's move on. Don't you, don't you feel like you need a break in a shower after talking about abortions? Just gross. Uh, we don't have to celebrate it. Just go take a shit. All right. What do we got? Man, comments are lively. You see, you go live at your normal time and uh, the masses show up for it. Here we go. Starting off with Dirty Mike. You end up jerking off in front of each other. I thought you were heterosexual, but it's all good. Nothing wrong with being a, a bit gay. Or he just said being gay. That was that was my, you know, that was my brain uh, throwing in the editorial. <laughs> Spud Ruckus. Usually it's because it's the time of the month. All right. Fat Dave. It's taken a fucking ton of Adderall, like when Rick and Morty had those genius seeds. And when you get off them, you're retarded. Um, all right, let's take a couple more comments and then we can move on with our lives. St. Michael. Yeah, it's a long trip from Maine. I'll get in that fucking car, dude. You get in that car right now. You could be here. Uh, you could be at the shed cast tonight and you could be at Florida tomorrow. They also they got they got planes. I mean, I'm flying to Florida. Get on it. Get on a fucking flight. Show up. What are you doing with your weekend, St. Michael? You're you're a loyal fan. Come for the uh, the home opener of Summer Porch Tour and come party. You'll have fun. All right, Cole Warren. Uh, bro, at Spud Ruckus, if she's over 185, she's already the plan B. I don't get that one. That one doesn't make sense to me. Uh, now it looks like Spud Ruckus and Fat Dave are uh, debating abortions. All right, two more comments, then we're on to the next topic. We don't give a shit about taking care of fully formed people. Why should we take care of a fetus? All right, Dirty Mike. She doesn't own her opinion because she knows it's wrong and or other people know it's wrong and be horrified by it. All right. One more. Now we're moving on. It's not wrong. If the birth will kill the mother, they kill the baby. That's why the law is written like that. And the judge is making it sound, um, alone worse. Lastly, big farmer, dad, Jesus, the dodging is unreal. All right, let's move on. Which brings us 
to the topic that they weren't reporting on. Uh, oh, no, no, I got more on this topic. Here, Elizabeth Warren losing her mind. Let's watch this. I am angry. Angry and upset. Angry and upset and determined. Not- I got to pause there for a second. I love this reporter who's such an instigator where they go, are you angry? Yes, I'm angry. Angry and upset. Oh, my God, I'm angry, upset and disturbed. Angry, upset, disturbed and going to do something about it. I'm going to do a lot about it. I would like, where was this lady when Trump was around where Trump's like, oh, I'm going to build a well, a big wall. It's going to be such a big well. The biggest wall, uh, you never, or with Biden, Biden said, uh, uh, and then the instigator's like, uh, you mean, um, and Biden's like, um, yeah, uh, 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 I mean, what, what a wonderful journalist where you're looking for a quote and you go, Hey, are you willing to say that this is really, really bad? Yeah, it's so bad. Great. I got my quote. But then she really, she loses her mind. The inner demon of this lady comes out. I mean, talk about just being a sore loser, but being a good at being a lawyer and going, oh my God, this is, this is pure evil. And since it's pure evil, we don't need to play by rules anymore because when rules exist and the right gets what they want, then we end up with pure evil. And so we can't have democracy if that means people are going to choose pure evil. All right, let's listen to the rest of the quote. Here we go. United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what- <laughs> the greatest reporter ever. Are you angry? Yeah, I'm angry. Are you angry and disturbed? Oh, I'm angry and disturbed. Oh, I've never seen you so angry before. I love this lady. We should get her to do every interview. I don't know who did this, but it's wonderful work. The Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country I haven't researched it just because, as I've said, this is a topic I don't want to have an opinion on. But is that like Donald Trump poll numbers where they're like, this guy's definitely going to lose? Is this like when they told us that the majority of the country was vaccinated and that it was safe and effective? Is this a true stat that uh, the large majority of Americans want abortions to remain legal? I don't know. I, I doubt there's so many Christian conservatives out there, or it might be more interesting to see it on a state by state basis. Like I bet the majority, like if the majority of Texans don't want it, then maybe we can look at it from then it should be illegal in Texas. Maybe we don't have to look at it as just the stat for the whole country. But like I said, I don't want to research this. All right, let's continue. Across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people want Roe versus Wade to maintain we as the law of the children land. Children the we man. need to we're do not, that. We're not and we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. And we're tired of I'd also like it if whoever that other guy yelling over her followed her around for her whole life. Isn't this, this is journalism at its best. You get, you get a person who's asking the questions in the most instigating and inflammatory way, especially if they're coming out like really aggressive about it. Like, Hey, are you fucking mad about this? Like, imagine if you got someone like with just pro wrestler attitude, basically me, why don't you give me a journalism job? I come in real hot. Then you get the personal and then you get, and then you, you travel with someone who will take the opposing side and just yell over them. And you do it all in the, all just street journalism and some other guy, you're going to dismember kids. And so she's got to get even angrier to come in hotter over this. We can get lunatic clips of everybody. And then uh, Elizabeth Warren tweeted out, 
right-wing extremists have hijacked the Supreme Court of the United States. We must expand the court to rebalance it and defend our basic rights, including the constitutional right to an abortion. Because the left, they've taken a strong line here, which is it's not fair unless we cheat. The only way that this system is fair is if we cheat. It's too dangerous to have freedom. Because if, if, if we just have freedom, then people with the opposing perspective might get their way. And if they get their way, that's just too damn. We can't have free speech on the Internet. People might be able to make their own decisions about whether or not they want to take vaccines that data dumps later come out and verify what people like me have been saying. We, we can't just uh, allow people to go vote. They might vote in a guy named Donald Trump who uh, we're going to claim is a Russian asset, even though he never was. That's too dangerous. We can't just have free speech. We can't just have people voting for who they want. We can't just have a Supreme Court with a set amount of justices that if we lose it in the game that we've all agreed to play, even though it's a stupid game. So then we have to expand it because any time that the other side gets its way, remember, that's dangerous. It's extremist. It's it's being hijacked. Remember, freedom can only exist with guardrails. We can't just have free speech. It's only free speech if you can't hear the other side's opinions because hearing the other side's opinions, that's too dangerous. It's amazing the way the left uh, is playing their cards here. They don't want freedom. They might as well, like I said before, with the abortion, just own your opinion. Like, quit pretending like you want freedom. You don't want freedom. You you want some, like, quasi-socialist dictatorship that you guys get to run and anyone that would vote or have an opinion outside of expanding government programs, having government being in control of your kids, turning them all into fairies. With, with penises and out penises just so nobody can procreate. They're just trying to sterilize all of us, take all of our food so that Bill Gates can run the world. Let's let's be honest about what's going on here. And then uh, in terms of world leaders who are losing it, just uh, before we move on to the Pfizer data dump, you know, I'm on Biden dementia watch. I want everybody in the country just to be aware of how much this guy's lost and yet he's still we're still letting him make decisions about things in Ukraine. And Biden has officially hit a point where they can't even send them on the easy charity gigs. You know the easy charity gigs where you just get some people together, some unfortunate people, and then they get to feel good. Oh, my God, the president's coming to visit us. And then the president sits there and goes, the courage that you people have shown us, it makes us all feel better because when you're triumphant over the horrible thing that God imposed upon you and you continue to fight, it gives us the courage to fight. It's those dumb moments. They all have those dumb moments. Makes everybody feel good. Oh, unless it's Biden. If it's Biden, like holding a little kid that's an orphan, you're like, get that, get the orphan away from Biden. Biden, Biden, Biden might be sniffing that kid, might be... uh you know, calling up Nancy Pelosi going, Hey, I, I know we're, I know we're good, fresh orphans at, you can get some of that baby blood you're looking for, but here's the, they can't even send Biden on the easy charity gigs. Even he's even, he's even blundering these. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, let's give it a watch. Matt Scott. <laughs> Here we go. Don't jump. <laughs> he said that to people in wheelchairs. <laughs> uh, no, nobody get up. You can stay seated because you can't move because you're crippled. Yeah. All right. Say cheese. Can cripples do that? Can you guys? Can you guys move your mouths? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how being a cripple works. Can you imagine going to association for the blind, getting up to, can you, 
hey, can you guys see? I know you can't see me, Ah, but you can hear me, right? Just because you're you're blind doesn't mean you can't hear. And that's the guy who's who's dealing with Russia. All right, let's take a couple comments, and then we'll get into the the Pfizer data dump. And then I got Sheath coming on because it's the top of the month. Sheath's going to come on. He's going to give us our business tips. Let us know how we can uh, be more successful in our lives. Here we go. I got uh, Black back on the drums, 23. Oh, man, why did you skip ahead like crazy? I, I, You know, I selected this comment. I'd like to read this comment. It's not wrong if the birth will kill the mother. They kill. Oh, I already read this. That's why it skipped it. It knew that I already read it. Dirty Mike, the judge is making it look worse. I already read that, too. Man, this isn't flowing at all today. Anyone got some Adderall? <laughs> Full-grown man. When your rival is fucking up, don't correct them. Killing is wrong for sure, but the killers are reproducing less than the pro-lifers. Forest mommy. Warren used up a month's worth of adrenaline for that little outburst. Uh, St. Michael, 69%. What a coincidental uh, statistic. Squid ruckus. She is concerned her Native American heritage will uh, imbue her with extra fertility. All right uh robert it's nice to see you what's going on dude hey i was trying to do this new background maybe i should turn my light back on but uh we're dancing we're having fun it's friday is it friday morning thursday morning here we are it it feels like friday it feels like my work week should be over yeah i'm fried fried yeah man i did uh i took too much adderall yesterday and i got through a lot of work i did a bunch of important stuff but i got that post adderall I've been there. You just got to take more, I guess. Uh, yeah, I know that that's the problem. I think that should be like my new thing is you, I like pick my off day and then figure out. And then the day before that, like basically work, live two days in one day where you ramp up on all your Adderall. Make me maybe, maybe, maybe like Thursday, my Adderall paperwork day. You know what I mean? And then it's like a double day and then you just take off Friday to recuperate. Yeah, you do. You need a day off, too. And I when I used to take Adderall, I would go like a month straight but then my body would just be like you're not doing shit so you better so you just take like two days off but then you're back i've heard that and i don't i don't actually know the science behind this because i just like to talk a lot and pretend like i know what i'm talking about uh but what i've heard is that it kind of fries out your like your adrenal glands aha i've heard oh Yes, I've heard that. There you too. go. That oh, looks way go. better. Yeah. Why would you turn that? That now it's like. Let there be light. The Lord <laughs> said, "Praise Jesus, Hallelujah." I know you love Jesus. Where's uh? Is the store open? This is it. I could turn my camera around. You can kind of see. Maybe. Oh, this is. Oh, this is the store. Look at all those bins full of underwear, baby boy, and then the mannequin way at the front there. This is yeah. We're at the store now. Oh, and you got yourself your little like manager and broadcast booth. It is like a DJ booth. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. And we uh, we operate from up here. We're opening on Saturday from three to six. If you're in Woodland Park, probably not, but come by. We're giving away 200 free pairs to the first 200 visitors. And uh, we're trying to do it in a, in a grand style, you know, blow, blow the roof off this bitch. We're taking so- over Woodland Park. I like it. Who are uh, who are your neighbors at the uh, in the little strip mall? We have Sher- Sherwin Williams, which I always thought was Sherman Williams, but it's Sherwin Williams, FYI, paint store. That's like Sherwin. a Bernstein Bears type thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's a <laughs> W. And and then we have a church on the other side of us, and they speak in tongues and talk to Jesus, and then they love him and sing. So. 
Are they a gospel-y style church? It's like a modern new wave kind of rock and roll church. I think I could get into rock and roll church on yeah, a Sunday a morning. Rap, rap church. A rap church? Do they yeah, do that? I, I guess think. my vision of church is just from Blues Brothers with James Brown. And I'm like, man, I was like, synagogue sucks. Like, church has it going on. This looks Ow. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some. Yeah. I've been to like black churches, if you will, and they get into it and they will stay. They, I'm to, it's not all the one I went to, they were there for like four hours. I was like, that's a lot of church. I got to go. Do they, get, do they get mad at you if you like, you just need an aisle seat so you can pretend like you're going to the bathroom and leave. That's the move. Yeah. Well, I was the guest speaker, so I had to, I had to hang around for a oh, long time. That's, it, did, they, they did have did, food, though, afterwards. Did you end up getting real black with it? In my underwear, he'll save <laughs> your life. Let me preach to you, baby. If you uh, feel in that sheath pouch, you'll feel the salvation. The spirit of the Lord is with you when you're wearing <laughs> sheath. Believe me. That's a hell of a pitch. How'd you end up in church giving a speech? My neighbor. was a, he's oh, okay. A, he was a, a p preacher, pastor. Oh, was it like uh, was it like I came back from crack speech? Just a motivational speech about you know how I try to do success. You, you, if I can do it, you can do it. You there you know? go. I came from nothing and made it to the top. There you go. It, literally the top. You got you got you got that office overlooking the employees so that they know not to fuck around. Yeah. Hey, get back to work over there, motherfucker. Oh, and you you, you need the actual mic like that goes into the floor. Uh. Breaker, breaker one. Um, yeah. We need, we need to clean up on aisle six. <laughs> How many employees are going to be working in, at this joint? Or it's you. You're going to be there during the, the hours that it's open. Honestly, it's me and my wife right now. That's great. We have a couple people that help, but they tend to fuck shit up. So we're trying to wait until we can get somebody that's reliable and teach them how to do it. And I think... I think there's something really big about when you show up to a business and the actual owners are there, there's something, uh, actually I, I can find this article for you. There's this great bar in, um, in Manhattan. It's called Jimmy's corner. Uh, sadly, Jimmy passed away over Corona. Uh, uh the legend of this bar, it was a cool place. Cause it was, it was like a rail bar. It was real thin. People would cram in there. And if you weren't drinking, they would throw you out. So it was a drinking spot. Yeah. And in the back, they just played old R and B music in the back. There were some tables, and when I was in Times Square, I mean, everything in Times Square sucks. This is the one place that was cool. Wow. And beers were like three fifty, so you could wow. afford to drink there. It was nice. a cool spot. Boxing bar. Uh, and so the guy, Jimmy, was always there. Like four in the morning, he was there. He was like 90 or like 87, 88. Like he was an old dude. He was always there. But I'm telling you, he was part of the flavor of the place was like walking in and like saying hello to him, talking to him for a couple minutes. There was something like, I can't, it was too much Adderall yesterday. Usually I'm better with my words. I can't quite pin the exact flavor of it it's like walking into someone's house you know what i mean and like that like so because people care about their business you know what i mean so there's something nice about when you're actually directly interacting with the business owner yeah i hope so i hope it sells I'm, we've been doing this you know like robert Patton on his second tour in iraq and he invented it and like so it's like adding the story of me to the sheath brand supposedly helps people identify like oh there's a person behind it it's not just some it's not Haynes underwear right there's not a big boardroom in manhattan here's uh here's what i think the move is people should come into the store if i were you this would be my sales pitch i go listen i know you're a little weirded out pouches but let yeah. me show you my sheath bulge 
Like <laughs> you can be like, you don't even understand. My dick's not even that good. Look at this fucking sheath bulge. You know what I mean? You want to next time you're going to hook up with the lady, you want her to be wet. You drop your pants. You got a nice sheath bulge going on. They're going to be into it. Oh yeah. They're into it. I mean, and every woman says how much better their man looks in sheath. Cause it does provide that little lift for the boys, the balls, man, the, the, dick can, and then can i uh can we, can we record like a man on the street thing where i'll i'll be the sales guy on your floor for a day please give me some okay, new that content could, that could be fun dude that yeah, could be man, fun i can add it to my sales pitch too potentially if you come up with some new material some new material all right you know i gotta we gotta make plans for when i'm actually gonna be out in denver which i will be out in denver we're gonna be doing a summer porch store i have to actually just put up the event bright. I, I need to have another Adderall day where I confirm all these other days and I get all the event brights up. I uh, really want to go to, uh, have you ever been to Red Rocks for a concert? I want to go. No, no. Really? Why yeah, just... right. I'm not a concert guy, but if, okay. if, if, if there was a reason to go, I would go. I just, I like comedy shows, but like concerts, it's a pretty, you know, three or four hour investment. And then I can listen to it on the radio. <laughs> i'm big on concerts these days i used to be like i uh, and this almost got in the way of doing stuff where it's like if i'm going we got to go big like we got to show up early we got to get hammered we got to line up the drugs we got to be there the whole time yes. now i'm a lot more content to just be like i'll go until i want to leave That's i like all. i don't i don't need to stay for the encore i don't need to be the first one in the door I don't need to get all like you know what I mean. I don't. Yeah, need but to get they always hammered. save the last song until the are the best song to last, and it's right. usually like. 2 a.m. I go to bed at 10, dude. There you go. I'm the same way. It's like I can't. The last time I went to like a concert and like uh, I like took an edible, I was just so nervous about the work that I had to get done that like I just wasn't enjoying myself. So now, you know, I go the other way. I just uh, take some Zipix, drink some drink some energy. I go the other way sometimes. Sometimes I don't even drink. I just chew on nicotine and pound giant. Uh, I, I like I never drink them outside of a concert hall, but a concert hall getting a green monster energy and making them pour it over a big cup of ice when you're not drinking and then chewing on nicotine. That's a good buzz. Okay. I don't know what Zipix is. Oh, uh, they're uh they're another guy. They're cool. They're a uh, little nicotine new toothpicks, but you know, they oh, don't yeah, formally no. sponsor me. So fuck them. We're, we're team sheath, baby. Yeah. It's all about sheath and yo-yo Kratom, baby. Hell Get yeah. $60 kilo. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So Bobby, the bank, we bring you on here to give us your, your, the business tips. You're, you're now, you look at you, you're king of the castle right now. You're overlooking your work, your, your warehouse, your, your, your empire of underwear. So what is your tip coming into the month of May for, for the good fans of the show? What do you got for us? Uh, I mean, I, it, we were just talking about something and I was like going to say, Oh, the reason I don't go to concerts kind of, it's cause I'm like obsessed with work. Uh, it's like constantly on my mind. I'm always thinking about it and like preparing for the next day. So I can't uh, burn up my energy going to a concert because I need to have energy to do my job and because I'm obsessed. So the thing is you have to be like obsessed and they call it a magnificent obsessions, something that, you know, you'll enjoy doing. I do enjoy my job and but that's all i think about so it's kind of like a sickness but if you want to be successful there's a good chance you're not going to be if you're not like obsessed and that comes in the form of comedy fighters i mean that's what i love about comedians and fighters is they're sort of illustrate the dedication necessary to be successful and uh, because it's not so obvious 
in a business sense because you don't see me behind the scenes, but you know the guys that are successful in comedy have been doing it for 10 years plus, and they're just now starting to make their name. So they were going 10 years with no fame, no money, like working, moving people's furniture and shit just to get by. Um, I just talked with Colm Tyrell and he he's was, great. Yeah. He was, and he's sitting here telling me he fucking, he has to go move furniture during the day and then go do comedy at night. And that's the kind of dedication like you have to have with sheath when it was still in its infancy, like 2015 ish. I, instead of taking money to, from the company, cause everyone's like, Oh, you pay yourself first, pay yourself last. Don't listen to those motherfuckers that say pay yourself first. You're going to go out of business. Do not listen to those people. Pay yourself last. But also maybe get, I got two other jobs. I had two. I was delivering Chinese food and cleaning golf carts. Just stupid minimum wage jobs because I didn't want to have, you know, it's just like basic shit. I have a master's degree. I could get I didn't want a real job. I just wanted like a basic job. Give me a little bit of extra money and uh get out in the community a little bit to work with the real folks you know there you go man and of the people yeah i am i try to keep it connected i don't want to lose touch it's easy to get like you uh you know i'm better than everyone i think like when you're in government they're like they get detached from reality and you could do that but my point is like, i'm up here ahead. the big boss wearing bamboo underwear all day and i feel great and so i haven't been around these low lives who haven't upgraded to sheath they don't know how good their balls could feel on a daily basis and so i need to experience their angst to feel motivated to continue to make the highest quality in male underwear so that everyone can feel this good all the time you got to stay connected because otherwise you don't realize how much goodness how much pain you could be relieving from people i'm trying to help them i'm trying to help the people and they'll they will be elevated to my status if they just put on a pair of underwear at least for a moment you'll feel like a king there you go you know i think uh uh two comments on on what what you just said one is uh i listened to the audiobook of i think it was how to own your mind which was a uh who's the guy that wrote um uh napoleon hill he's oh, wrote yeah. a bunch of so that, yes. that's that's one of his better books and he had a whole mm -hmm. chapter in there i think he called it creative intelligence Yes, And it was um, that when you are fully obsessed with a single and I've, I've seen this when you're fully obsessed with the single task, sometimes your subconscious mind will start doing some problem solving for you uh, and will start kind of bringing you solutions. Yep. So where, where, where I've experienced this with with comedy uh, and I, I sat. I, listen, I, I I'm uh, at the moment happy with my creative output and I do, you know, like but. There have been times where I am able to more fully ingrain myself specifically in stand up. And then I do find you have more moments where you're just out and you're like, oh, joke. Or like you just kind of passively will be like sol problem solving your head. You'd be like, oh, that's how I handle that joke. More often than not, sometimes I get that. Um, it, I find that more of that energy, which I'm, it, you know, I got to work two jobs and I, I enjoy my day job as well. Sometimes like I'll just have like solution for clients, solution for copy or like, Oh, here's how we should go negotiate that. But it definitely happens where, like, when you're really ingrained in the thing that you care about, that sometimes you're like, you're, like, just passively, you're kind of just sitting around and thinking about it, and so it presents solutions. And I do think that that energy and thought process really only comes when you're obsessed with something and can hand you a lot of like the solutions that you're looking for. It does. 
the universe conspires with you and it like you connect through this mental portal when you're in the zone and shit can you don't get in the zone unless you're kind of like you know lose all kind of peripheral awareness you're totally focused on the obsession which is your business your comedy whatever and then shit starts like you said and subconsciously formulating answers come inspiration like bing i i know what to do now and maybe every now and then it comes in the form uh you know with a little bit of help from some mushrooms or ayahuasca or something like <laughs> there that. There you go. Um, so speaking of the obsession, my favorite fighter for a long time was Tony Ferguson. Ooh. And he had what I called the sickness, which was unlike anybody else, he seemed to be the most obsessed with, I want to be champion. Mm -hmm. Like like a, like a Michael Jordan level, like just kind of mental commitment to, I like, and when I say it like a sickness, it's like at a, at that, at that peak sick level, where he, that a hundred percent is his identity, and that's what he's going for. Uh, I'm really hoping to see him turn this thing around. Yeah. I'm not loving some of what I'm seeing. Like I feel like he's lost a little bit of that confidence and sickness. Yeah, but he, he was my favorite, so I'm hoping we see him rally. What's your prediction for Saturday night? I think I love Tony Ferguson. We've sponsored Tony Ferguson. There's a picture of him wearing sheath underwear with the belt, which I thought was the coolest. I just thought that was it. Cause to me, he's, he's the coolest. I love he him. was, he is, he was, but he's just a little bit older now. Like, and I think he's fighting Michael Chandler who is just a younger, tough kind of, he's like a little pit bull. He's like bulging out of his body with his muscles. And, and, and whereas Ferguson, it's going to have to be, He's going to have to pull it out of his ass to be. I think the, the other problem with Ferguson is, uh, and I think this was the problem with uh, like Chuck Liddell, is sometimes the guys that fight with their chin, like when you lose it, you don't really, like I had that in college. I never showed up to college ever. I didn't fight with my chin in college, but just to give the example, I never showed up to school in college. And when it came to like things like history, political science, ideas, like those, I never needed to show up. I could read the textbook, spit it back to you all day. When it came to like the higher math classes that I needed for finance and you had to actually like be in a class because the information wasn't in a textbook. Oh, right. I didn't I didn't know how to make that adjustment. And so I went from having like a three eight GPA or a three so whatever. Like I had a good nice. GPA yeah. to literally just failing my last semester of college, like three, like uh, nearly two straight years in a row. So I didn't Whoa. know how to make the adjustment. I just did not have the skill set for sitting in a class. But so to kind of parallel that, I think sometimes like, you know, you make it really far in your career. And part of it is like you can kind of trust your chin like you got it. Yeah. And then when when that thing goes, I think that's a tough adjustment to have to make. Yeah, he's going to he's going to have to really get lucky. But like that's what he was missing. I think maybe I'm not sure because he had the dedication, the obsession necessarily. And ultimately, he did hold the belt. He had the interim belt, which. And he's still on the top. I mean, he's just, yeah. he, he's only, he's a couple losses out to the top guys. Exactly. Um. So, you know, he could still get there. Yeah. And he's still successful. Like, let's say you, you whoever you are out there, you're trying to start a tire, you want to sell tires or whatever business it is. There's still going to be other, maybe better tire sellers, you know, Firestone and Toyo or whatever. The but top you, five is still something to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Just get up in there. 
and do your thing. And if you're not at the top, you're you're gonna be happy being number three. It's gonna you'll be okay. Love you know? it. All right. Why don't right. we uh let, let's recap because I'm I'm now gonna get into it. We're it's okay because I got an ADD flow to the show. Sadly, the internet went down. I was about to go through this Pfizer data dump. Dang. So we're, we're a little disjointed here. Start off the show uh talking abortions. Uh, which by the way, the sheath pouch is so good that you can, if you're a lady, you can start wearing the sheath pouch. You can go, and go take these horse medications to induce your own abortions and the sheath patch will catch it. You yep. know what I mean? You can go out, you can enjoy your day and the sheath patch will catch it. Not a big deal. It's like the pens for having abortions on your own time. I was thinking it's one of those IUD. It's like an IUD. It catches all the sperm yeah. in the pouch. Before the guy even he slide you slide through the hole in the sheath. Oh, you come before you even get in the vagina. You pre-abortion. You don't have to right. even do an abortion. No, you're you saying even... maybe we could. We've we've never tried this. Maybe this is a good experiment. You put the sheath underwear on a lady, and then you get on top, and then you you you, you use like yes. a condom. Yeah, you just go work, through I, the little sheath hole. But yeah, you, you don't actually to... enter her. <laughs> I don't um, think that would work. No, because the pouch is on the other side. You'd have to put it on inside out. Inside we'll have out. to think about this. We'll go to the sheath lab and we'll do some uh, experimentations. Uh, I'm pro-abortion for people who, because they, if they, if they want to have an abortion, they probably shouldn't have a kid. And there's a lot of people and your little hypothesis about it's going to be the next Einstein, probably not going to be the next Einstein. <laughs> so relax. Uh, but, and I feel bad for them ultimately. Right. Like, it kind of, you know, to have to do an abortion, I feel like that would it's suck. Just, isn't it just icky? That, yeah. That's my take. Like, like I don't want to hear about it. No. If 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 there's a doctor that's okay with it and you're okay with it, I just don't want to hear about it because yeah. it's gross. It yeah. is gross. And I think, like, the government should maybe stay out of it. Some dude named Fat Dave. Fuck you, Fat Dave. Just kidding. You know, Fat Dave's here right now. Actually, <laughs> wait, you're going you're gonna to retract that when you see sitting there right in the comments is Fat Dave saying underwear highly recommend it it's tanny he said tanny underwear no That's no another... but that, no he was saying that to tanny oh okay good i thought for my wedding i bought the most expensive market on the underwear uh lol i think okay, he was good. endorsing you i you think if no, not no. i'll uh well because tanny is another brand and here's the thing oh my bad it's okay. that's all right then fuck fat dave i'm on your side now i'm gonna yeah, go fight this guy when we get out to uh um when I when I get out there to Top Lobster's Ranch, I'm gonna get after him. Well, what I want to say though, and sometimes when people compliment other underwear companies, I like to say, you know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're they're on the path. But a lot of people switch from Tanny to Sheath. Give Sheath a shot. Tanny's okay, but you got to you, you you haven't had the perfect pair until you've tried Sheath underwear. It is war. Let's go. And there we go. But though, however, base is coming through. Sheath underwear is straight up the comfiest underwear I've ever owned. I love my balls being cupped all day. That guy gets it. He knows what the deal is. Thank you, based and, and Fat uh, Dave. I'm just fucking with you. I still love I, you. No, I'll be seeing Fat Dave in person this week, and I'll straighten him out. You know? Yeah. Give we'll him, do give a, him we'll a wedgie. Have, we'll have a sheath off. <laughs> I'm gonna take his sheath off and put him in his mouth. Anyway. All right, Robert. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. We'll make plans for when I'm out in Denver. I look forward to uh, having you back on in the month of June for another uh, sheath tip for us. Be obsessed. Thank you, everyone. Sheathunderwear.com. Peace. All right. So we had all sorts of talk that with the abortion stuff going on, it's just a distraction from the big old Pfizer data dump. 
So I collected what I could find on the internet as being the new information that came from the pages from the Pfizer document that was dumped. All right, just to give you guys a little bit of context here. So throughout the entire coronavirus, you got people like me going, I don't think these vaccines are that good. Going, hey, the CDC, they seem to be manipulating the data. Hey, the CDC doesn't seem to be giving us all the information. Then the CDC, what did they have to do? Think about the corrections that they had to issue. They had to make corrections about the distinction between dying from COVID and with COVID. When did they do that? When the booster shots weren't working. And all of a sudden, you got all these numbers about kids in hospitals, and they had to do something to make it look like their vaccine strategy is working. So they start going, well, that was with COVID, not from COVID. Then all of a sudden, they make downward adjustments in terms of uh, how many deaths even occurred from the coronavirus. What else did they do? They later made adjustments and said we had a change in the algorithm. They start releasing a little bit more of the CDC data. And then Pfizer loses a court case, even though they managed to get this vaccine rolled out, I think in six months. They go, we need 75 years before we're going to make this information available. They lose a Freedom of Information Act. They have to start making the information available. It comes out in batches. And each time a new batch comes out, sometimes we get confirmation on things that we already knew. Uh, In this case, it seems to be mostly confirmations. For a thorough analysis, if you guys really want to know everything that's in the uh, in the most recent data dumps, you got to show up in California. Look at me. I'm just pure sales all the time now. You got to show up in California for the live run your mouth in California. Stephen, our resident non-scientist, will be made available to answer all of your questions. And uh, I'm going to be working with him on a presentation so we could keep it, you know, a little on the shorter side for, for a live show. But we're going to get into everything that's existed within the Pfizer data dumps. However, here is what I'm seeing on the Internet. So these are what is being claimed are within the Pfizer data dumps. Uh, we got we got thousands of pages. I'm not going to sit down and read all this stuff. Stephen will. Stephen's got his afternoons free. He just has to sit around and watch cum freeze. That's all he's got to do. So he's got time on his hands. He'll go read these documents and then he'll give us the the thorough report because he just tends to be right on everything and have a handle on it. But here's some of what was in the latest data dump. Oh, but before that, <laughs> I love this. This is what's great about having free information. This is what's great about when, you know, Twitter is actually a place with uh, that's free. None of the mainstream uh, news places. I didn't see a single article about the Pfizer data dump. Wall Street Journal, Google News, Week Magazine. Drudge Report. I mean, all the places that I spend two hours a day reading all the news stories, zero mention of this. I didn't see anything ever anywhere. But yet you go on to Twitter, you look at that little what's happening. And it was right there. United States trending topics, Pfizer documents with 39,000 tweets. And so I, I maybe Twitter just knows me now. They know that I would be interested in it. So it puts it on the sides that I click on it. But you could click on that and you could see a lot of tweets from a lot of people going, hey, how come nobody's covering this topic? And here's some of the information that was in these leaked documents. But that's what happens when you get free and honest information is you can actually see there's there's interest in these topics and not just interest, but that they're, that they're important and that there's information that should be shared. And while absolutely nobody in any of the actual news press environments seem to want to report on this in any capacity, which includes... I'm going to I'm going to indict this man right now. Alex Berenson, how come there isn't one article yet about this latest dump? Have you just not had a chance to sit down and read through it? Am I am I just is this just too preliminary? You need a little bit more time to gather your thoughts because I'm OK with that. But some of my reliable covid sources, I haven't even seen them report on it yet. But it gave me made me feel good about the fact 
that Twitter seems to have changed its policies, that this information is now on Twitter, and that clearly there's a marketplace of people that are interested in it, and that a lot of people seem to have a common sense perspective. And if you just have honest and open internet, we can actually see how many people share our perspective. So here are some of what has come out from this. The first one is while the CDC was telling you that you can protect yourself and your baby from COVID-19 to get vaccinated, it appears to be in the notes that uh, there was no real research backing that up. In fact, they thought it was dangerous. Or I saw elsewhere on the internet that like the study that uh, they, uh, the only study that they did uh, to determine safety for pregnancy was on a number of rats. Uh, so that was first claim. First claim was that while the CDC was making recommendations that you can get the COVID vaccine while you're pregnant, the data seemed to indicate specifically otherwise, or at a minimum, that there was no good data to support that there had been studies to say that that was safe. So what's the, the CDC, what's a government organization doing telling us that we can vaccinate our pregnant women uh, when, you know, what data do they have to support that? You know, and now people are starting to go that perhaps this is fraudulent. Perhaps we might not be able to hold the vaccine companies responsible, but we might actually be able to hold government responsible. Well, we'll see how all that plays out. But you never know. Sometimes years later, these stories fucking change. I mean, think about what's happened in the opioid crisis. We've clawed back. Uh, uh, I think it was like a billion dollars from uh, from the Purdue or whatever the fuck that family name is. Uh, sometimes the narrative turns on this stuff and then all of a sudden everyone's outraged. And then all the newspapers have to report on it. And then everyone's really pissed off. And then government officials realize that they have to go, oh, yeah, we're even more upset than you are. And then the wheel turns. All right. What else do we have from this? Uh, so this was a tweet from at Dalio Fravens. And here's what's nice about Twitter. You don't have to give everybody credit. You know, you just go there. You look for the information. People tweet at you. You just decide, hey, this seems to be relevant to the conversation I'm going to have. And then you just say it on the podcast and that's it. You know? All right. So here we go. Uh, there are currently insufficient data to make conclusions about the safety of the vaccine in subpopulations such as children less than 16 years of age, pregnant and lactating individuals and immunocompromised. All right. So while they're out here and they're preaching that we should give, I mean, immunocompromised. I mean, that's a funny one to throw in there at the end. The only, I mean, the only people that need the vaccine, there is insufficient data to make a recommendation that the, for the one population that we need the vaccine. One of the more radical claims, which is coming up next, I, I should memorize the order of these slides. Uh, this one we talked about quite a bit, that they were overstating the utility of the vaccine. You can go back to the, my misinformation spectacular. I had a joke about this where they were telling you the relative risk reduction instead of the absolute risk reduction. But even with that, it seems from their studies, the vaccine was not 95% effective. Pfizer data shows that it has a 12% efficacy rate. rate and that the absolute risk reduction of the vaccine is 0.84%, meaning the benefit of the vaccine is less than 1% over somebody not vaccinated. So this is not entirely new information, uh, as people did the equations on the absolute risk reduction, except I believe that this is saying that even the relative risk reduction was, was significantly less than the 95% that they were claiming for us. And then here was the last bombshell from everything that I saw. So let's just repeat. No evidence of safety for pregnant women, CDC making recommendations, some sort of a rat study that the only evidence that they were going off of for making that recommendation was a very small study in rats. You got the actual claims about the efficacy uh, seem to be overstated against the information that are in these documents. 
And once again, I'm giving you guys broad strokes of what Twitter's come up with after analyzing this information. I'm not the non-resident scientific expert that Stephen is, who's going to give a full breakdown in California, but I'm giving you guys the scope of what I was able to find. All right, here we go. And this is the last bombshell that came out from the latest data dump. Out of the 46,000 participants in the Pfizer trial study, 42,000 had adverse effects and 1,200 died. The FDA rules are that just one death within 30 days of taking an experimental drug closes down the trial. This never happened. We need to know why. So apparently, according to this one random person on Twitter, except I saw this in a bunch of places, so I'm not just telling you one random tweet. I did see in more than one place that uh, typically speaking in trial studies, if there's a single death, they shut it down. And for some reason, when it came to the COVID vaccine, they did not. I do believe that CDC CDC should have to answer for these questions. All right. And then uh, this is why I think, I I don't know if I talked about this yesterday, man, this is a sloppy mess where who's got the Adderall. Um, Yesterday I ran out of time uh, two days ago. And so I don't think I got to this, but doctors currently, they're not even recommending a fourth dose of the vaccine because even if you get it, the maximum benefit is maybe six weeks. And so it, like, and that's why COVID is just over because they got nothing left to sell us. The vaccines don't even work. The dad is coming out. That new product, Favaloxavaxidive or whatever the fuck that one's called. That one they can't even pretend works. Like, you know what I mean? They're trying to roll out new products. And whatever happened, why are we doing a fourth dose of the vaccine? Whatever happens to this new thing about booster shots for each of the specific variants? How come that never came into existence? They finally admitted that the uh, the vaccines don't work on the variants. And then they said, well, we're going to roll out the boosters for the forward-looking variants. They weren't able to get that done. And then they were supposed to have different products, and those things didn't work. So the good news is I don't think they have anything left to sell us. And if they got no products left to sell us, then, you know, maybe they'll let us have our freedom. But then Bill Gates, he seems to want to like these lockdowns, selling us on not having food, uh, selling us on, uh, on eating worms. All right. And then last thing that I wanted to play was the video of uh, the slimy Mayorkas against Rand Paul, but we're going to hold on to that for tomorrow. Look at all the things that I pitched today. I pitched uh, you guys on wearing sheath underwear, most comfortable underwear that ever existed. Promo card RYM, you're going to get yourself 20% off. And I want to hear about this tampon talk from Fat Dave. He's got to put tampons up his asshole because he likes his girlfriend pegging it till the point that it bleeds. So all of a sudden he's got to wear tampon underwear so he doesn't show up to work and get blood all over the place. I'm not, I, I wouldn't preach that. You want to wear a man's underwear, that lifts your butt cheeks, makes everything look good, keeps things in place. You, you, you splurge. You buy yourself some uh, some sheath underwear, promo code RYM, and get 20% off. I preach to you that you should show up and uh, come out for the season opener of Summer Port Store at the Top Lobster Ranch, which is in Lady Lake, Florida. Uh, and then, by the way, we're going to be done. We're, we're going to be done early enough that you can go into the villages and attend a senior orgy. I heard that they get fucking crazy with orgies in those senior villages. And we're going to be wrapping up in time that let's say you don't want to rape toad with the rest of us. You can go to the, you can go to the villages and, uh, you know, find yourself a senior orgy. You find, uh, one of these lucky, like one of these still kind of attractive, like an Elon Musk mom type 65 year old. That's got dentures. She pulls them out. It's the best blowjob of your entire life. Um, yo, Kratom $60 kilo, get yourself kilos of Kratom. And, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with another episode. Cause I do want to play this Rand Paul video. And I've got some other random stuff. Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.